Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So we try to be like as targeted as possible, and we welcome anybody who's interested in listening, and we have a party over on our, you know, on our feed and on our Twitter and on our Discord and everywhere that we get to hang out with our listeners. We have so much fun. Uh, but that's like really the goal of the show is, you know, how can we expand your understanding of food and where it comes from? That was Hallie Casey, one of the hosts of the One to Grow On podcast. So Hallie, along with her dad, Chris, have developed this amazing podcast Hallie actually has an agriculture background, and she has her degree in agribusiness. She's super into science communication and environmental activism, while her dad is not involved in agriculture. Instead, he is a computer engineer, and he is like your typical consumer, and he wants to learn how his food is made. So that's kind of the background on this show. We have one host that knows a thing or two about agriculture, and another host that doesn't and wants to learn. So it's a fantastic premise. And on the show, One to Grow On, they cover a lot of really great stuff like urban farming, transplanting, plant propagation, the whole food supply chain. And it's just amazing that um, all the topics they cover and really the way that they do it. So be sure to check them out. It's just One to Grow On. Their website is onetogrowonpod.com and we'll link their podcast and everything in the description. So again, Thanks so much for listening. I am your host, Trevor Williams, and this is the Farm Traveler Podcast. You might already know that. And this is episode 66 with Hallie and Chris Casey from the One to Grow On Podcast. And this is about the 75th take of the intro that I've done. I don't know why, but I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening. All right, well, welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast, Hallie and Chris Casey. How are you two doing? We're doing great today. Fantastic. Awesome. So I am very excited to interview you two because it seems like we have 
a common goal with our podcast and that's kind of to educate people on kind of how their food is made. And so really before we kind of dive in, tell us a little bit about both of your backgrounds and kind of what got you hooked on podcasting. Yeah, I'm happy to start. Uh, yeah, so we run the One to Grow On podcast, which is all about understanding how food production impacts us and our lives. And like the even shorter definition of that is kind of plant facts and dad jokes. Uh, my background, I have two degrees in agriculture. I did my undergrad in uh, ag business, and then I went on and did ag development for my master's. Uh, and I've always just been interested in podcasts, interested in communications. My dad actually uh, got me into podcasts when I was a kid back in like, I don't know, 2005, 2006, like a long time ago. Uh, and so eventually one day I, I was just figuring out like, oh man, I, you know, I really want to be talking about agriculture more because I feel like I'm just getting the exact same questions from my non-ag friends, you know, like is a tomato or a fruit or a vegetable? Like that's something that's so easy for me to answer. <laughs> But uh, there's just such little transparency and such such low ag literacy uh, in, in the U.S. Uh, for folks who, who grew up urban or who folks who grew up in the suburbs and really don't have that much exposure to where their food comes from. Uh, and I was just trying to figure out how, how can I talk about this more? What's, what's a good way to really reach out to folks who don't know that much? But it's so clear that there's a hunger for, for that information. Who they really, really do want to know more. And I'm so excited about it. I'm happy to talk about it for hours on end. Uh, and that's kind of what brought me to podcasting. My dad had done podcasts before, and I'm sure he can talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I kind of drug him into it and said, hey, dad, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do you want to maybe jump on this thing with me? Uh, and how our show is set up, I'm kind of the person who knows a bit about agriculture. And my dad is in the tech business, so he doesn't really know too much about the industry. Uh, so we kind of talk through it. Um, him as kind of the audience surrogate, someone who's who's learning as we go, and me as the expert. And we often have uh, guests on as well, and then they're the expert. But that's kind of how we came to it. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to add anything because Sally pretty much told you everything. <laughs> well, there you go. That's perfect. You, you guys are the perfect duo then. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, it's true. I really don't know anything about agriculture. I don't even know. Um, I don't even like to mow my lawn. Um, I'm old enough to think that 2005, 2006 wasn't that long ago, <laughs> but, uh, I did a podcast about eBooks in, I don't know, 2009, 2010. So I knew a little bit about it and Hallie asked me to join this thing with her and I said, yeah, why not? And that was, gosh, I guess more than, more than two years ago that we first started talking about it and we've been doing the show for about a year and a half. Uh, and it's just been so much fun. We've, we've had so much uh, so many connections that we've made out of it and it's brought us so much joy. So we just keep doing it every couple of weeks. That's awesome. That's so cool. And your backgrounds are so interesting. Um, and it's, it's, this is so weird because Hallie, I have a background in ag and I kind of grew up around ag, but also like you, Chris, I'm working in the software world now. So oh, wow. I, it's, it's, that's so funny. Um, so Chris, real quick, since you're not in ag and you have questions about ag, what are some really interesting things that you've learned about the industry while being on this podcast? Um, I've learned that apples can stay in, can be stored for like months. I figured, you know, once you pick them, surely after a couple of weeks, they'll go bad. But no, they can be stored what for like months to a year. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned about worker conditions, which was interesting, you know, and depressing. Um, what else have I learned? I've learned funky words like dicotyledon and lignin. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. And, uh, 
you know, why uh, monocultures are bad for bees and, and like all kinds of stuff that I never really knew about or understood. And I've become much more aware of how impactful all this stuff is and how like totally interconnected we are with the ag world, even though we don't see it and we don't know anything about it. Right. I like that. Those are all really good viewpoints. And um, Hallie, going off of that, which I mean, I taught ag for two years in high school. And so I know how difficult it is to kind of communicate with consumers about the ag industry. So what kind of struggles have you kind of encountered trying to educate people on how their food comes from? Because everybody kind of gets a little sensitive with how they eat and what they eat and what they put in their bodies. So what kind of struggles have you found with trying to communicate people and tell them where their food comes from? Yeah, when we were first starting the show, we had a lot of conversations around the tone, like how scientific versus how conversational did we want to be? Um, how laid back versus like how rigorous did we really want all of this information to be? Um, and that's that's something that we continue to iterate on and, and to really find the sweet spot and where we want the, the podcast to be. But the thing that we really try to focus on it at One to Grow on is talking about, like Dad was talking about, like the interconnectivity, um, the beauty, the hard work, the incredible stories behind agriculture. Um, so I love to like do deep dives on science history and talking about the history of post-harvest or breeding or like all of these amazing uh, technological advances um, and where they came from and, and talking through that. But also talking through the social issues of, you know, what does it mean to have um, intellectual property as a plant? What does it mean to have a monoculture versus a regenerative system? What does it mean to have exploited labor? Like talking through some of these issues that are a bit thornier um, and... But are, but are so important, like they're so important to how our food system functions, to how just it can be, to how equitable it can be, and to how we can really create change and get people fed with healthy, nutritious food uh, as a planet, as a society. Uh, honestly, like we just gravitate to the things we want to be talking about, to what's on our minds and what we find interesting. And we hope that we can just meet people where they're at. And if we're thinking about it, then other people are thinking about it as well. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's really our goal is, is really trying to meet the consumers wherever they are. You know, we don't think of them as consumers. We think of them as our listeners. And, you know, what is it that they're interested in? What is super boring? You know, like, can I do a whole episode talking about dairies? Like, how boring is that versus, like, how fascinating do I find it? Um, and can I really communicate that excitement to dad and to the rest of the audience? I mean, if you can do a whole episode on extension, I think you could do a whole episode on just about anything <laughs> and make it exciting. Listen, um, extension is amazing. That's true. So I think, you know, for me, our main, what's most important to me is getting people accurate information. One of the things that I've always heard from Hallie is, is one of her overriding philosophies, and I've kind of adopted it, is that an individual's relationship to food is very personal. And so we really don't want to be in the business of telling anyone what they should do, but we do want to raise awareness and just give them the most accurate information that they possibly can have. 
I like that. I mean, th- that's so good because I heard from one of, one of my guests one time, like consumers don't really want to hear facts and figures all the time. Like they want to, they just want honest and upfront information about kind of how their food is. And I mean, you guys have probably kind of dealt with the same struggle. I feel that food is one of those things that we all have in common, like no matter where we live, no matter our backgrounds, like we all have food and we all should kind of care about where our food comes from. And so, I mean, those are some really good points that you have. And I feel like if you are passionate about something, um, your audience can probably tell that and then they will get passionate about that too. I mean, have you kind of heard stories about that where you've kind of brought up some new information and your listeners are like, oh, wow, I had no idea about this, but it's super fascinating to learn about. Let me tell you, there were people tweeting about our persimmons episode. <laughs> oh, nice. That's so cool. Yeah, I saw that. That was one of your more recent episodes. And I, every time I he- see persimmons, I, for some reason, since I was a kid, I always see permissions. But I'm like, no, it's <laughs> persimmons. So I'm going to have to go and check out that episode. What, what was something interesting that your listeners learned from that one? Persimmons are really wild in, in like their post-harvest methods. Uh, so persimmons are, are typically really, really astringent. And so they're not super edible unless you either pick them just at the right time, which can lead to issues with post-harvest handling because they can get really mushy. Uh, but if you pick them fresher, like or not really fresher, just like before they're ripe, uh, then they can be harder, which means it's easier to transport. And they also have like a nice crisp texture, which some people like, uh, but they're super astringent. And so they're, they're hard to eat. Uh, but some researchers out of UC Davis found out that if you put them in like 80% CO2 and like 1% oxygen or something like that, those numbers might be off, but it's like really high CO2 and then some ethylene and like just a little bit of oxygen, then it, it just like drops the astringency right out of it. And then they're edible and crunchy. Uh, and so now there's just like giant, giant airtight silos of persimmons across the Central Valley in California. And it's so weird and cool. That is so neat. I didn't know about that. Okay. That, there will, I mean, persimmons are fighting the CO2 emissions. So that's great. That's really neat. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait, what did you say? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that silos were airtight. That's awesome. But it makes total sense. Well, I don't think that all silos are airtight, but if you're going to have a silo of persimmons where you have that high a, a concentration of CO2, you don't want to leak it out because that would be expensive. Indeed. <laughs> I can imagine. So with your audience, and I mean, audiences are always changing when it comes to podcasts, but when I set out to make the podcast, I was really aiming it towards consumers. And I'm finding that really of the audience, it's probably about 60, 40, 60% are actually farmers and 40% are consumers. And I'm finding that those farmers are really just wanting to know what's happening on other sides of the industry. So, which has been, it's been really cool because I'm getting feedback from them and listening to like their stories and what they're learning, but also it's great to kind of educate those consumers. So what have you found your, your audience to be like? Are they mostly like, like you and consumers or what are you kind of finding out? What are the kind of, what are their tendencies that you're learning? Yeah, we definitely have uh, some ag industry folks in our listener base, and we love them so much, and we have them on the podcast as often as we can. Uh, but a lot of our listeners are not in the ag industry, and that's just because we try to be as specific as we can 
as, we try to be as specific as we can with our messaging and with like the images we use. Um, if ever we do like advertising, like we are trying to talk to the lay person who might be maybe interested in homesteading, who might be maybe interested in plant science, who might have a passing interest in local food. We really want to like capture their imagination and expand their understanding of food. So we try to be like as targeted as possible and we welcome anybody who's interested in listening and we have a party over on our you know on our feed and on our twitter and on our discord and everywhere that we get to hang out with our listeners we have so much fun uh but that's like really the goal of the show is you know how can we expand your understanding of food and where it comes from i like that so going off of that kind of expanding um your knowledge basis so start with you chris what is something that you want to cover in the future on your podcast that you would like to really learn more about any specific thing going on in agriculture or any specific food on how it's made? I want to know how plants use water. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Just, you know, I know I have to water them. I know it gets in there and if they don't get it, they die. But then once it's in there, what do they do with it? You know, how, how is it stored? How is, is there a transport mechanism? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Um, and that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. There's just, you know, there's just so much to talk about. And, you know, every episode, you know, I ask Hallie, you know, well, what do you want to talk about? Because she's the one that sort of knows this stuff. And, you know, it's always just a, a constant revelation. Oh, yeah. No, totally agree. And and going off of that, Hallie, I mean, you're in agriculture, you know about agriculture, but what is something that you want to learn about in the future? Um, we've been doing a series uh, on like specific crops, um, like persimmons was one of them. We also did one on the American chestnut and kind of doing like deep dives on the plant science history and on the current um on the current market for it and how it's currently produced and like talking through all the interesting things. And I just find so many of like the, the really niche crops, particularly in like orcharding and fruit and nut crops uh, and like the particular ways that you have to care for them and grow them and then transport them. Um, there's so many like that. Like we could do a whole episode on strawberries and talk about below ground fumigation. Like there's, there's so many like really weird particular horticultural crops that I would love to get into and just like talk through all of these different like just like the amount of science and love and care and like technical knowledge and precision that has to go into getting you apples getting you strawberries getting you bananas like getting you all these different horticultural crops is just so fascinating to me heck yes no that, that that's fantastic to hear um All right. So let's talk about your podcast a little bit more. One to grow on. It seems like you guys do it every two weeks and you're covering a whole bunch of different topics. So what's that whole growth been like with your podcast? I mean, like, how has it kind of changed? How did you guys start out and kind of where are you at now in terms of kind of building your show? I can take that. Um, I think that one of the biggest changes that we've seen that I was really surprised at is the the amount of time that we spend really going into the social impacts of food and agriculture. That was something I really shied away from at first uh, because 
one, that's that's something I'm really interested in, but I, I felt like when we started the show, I still had a lot of learning and listening to do, both around like the theoretical frameworks of how we understand power and how that intersects with agriculture, um, as well as just the, the lived experiences and stories of people who are doing farm work and farm labor. Um, but that's like something that we, we have heard a lot of interest from, from our listenership, uh, is just like they, they want to know uh, how to how to purchase responsibly, how to interact with food in a responsible way. So talking about climate change, talking about labor issues, um, talking about ecological damage, talking about all of these different things, talking about historical trauma. Um, we've, we've gotten a lot of interest from listeners on that. And we actually just recently wrapped up a series on local food where we talked a lot about like the values of good food purchasing and what that really looks like and talking more about it as a framework um, and how it, how it can be implemented at the local level as well as, you know, kind of scaled up within the supply chain. Um, Yeah, that was one thing that I was, I I thought we were going to make a fun show about ag science and like plant science. And that's something that we've heard a lot more from our listenership around. That's so neat. And and Chris, going off of that, I mean, did you know that there were labor issues going on in ag? Like from an outsider's perspective, when you found out about that, like what was your kind of immediate reaction? I mean, it was something that I'd heard about growing up in the 80s. You know, people had bumper stickers that said no grapes. And I was like, oh, what's that about? And stuff like that. But I, I didn't know the any real details. And we did do this one episode on farm workers' rights. And I actually put a a mild content. It was our longest episode at the time. And I put a mild content warning at the beginning because it was, it was really, really heavy and it was, you know, it really affected me. And it's something that I think about now every time I buy food and I still have a lot of questions around it. I don't really have any action items, but I'm, you know, it's one of those things I'm constantly looking into and looking for and, you know, seeing how the world can change. There you go. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I really had no idea about it until I learned more and more and listened to like different episodes talking about labor and um, just the visa problems going on right now in labor in the ag industry. So it's very eye opening. And so I will have to go back and check out that episode of y'all because I'm always trying to learn more and more about it. Um, so you guys were, t- we were talking before that y'all just covered a local food, um, the topic of local food. And that is something that I really didn't know a whole lot about before I started this. And so now I'm trying to be like more and more active whenever we go to local farmers markets, because you get to keep that money in your local ecosystem in your local economy, and you get to reduce transportation costs and all this stuff, which is crazy that the normal person really wouldn't know about until you do a lot of research. So what were some really key findings y'all learned whenever you you were researching local produce and kind of why we should kind of sway that way? Well, I actually currently work in the local food system. So uh, this was more, I mean, this was something that I was thinking about a lot and talking with dad a lot, but also uh, I had a lot of connections that I thought were brilliant. And I was like, I just want you to be on the show. Uh, come and share your brilliance with the world. Um a lot of what I really wanted to talk about in that episode was what it really meant beyond like get to know your farmer at the farmer's market to shop local. Uh, what does it mean to the farmers in your area? Why is it important to have farmers in your area in the first place? Um, what does it really mean uh, for your institutions, for your grocery retailers 
to buy food uh, from a values perspective instead of just from an economic perspective? Like, what does that look like? Um, and that's that's a lot of what we ended up getting getting into when we talked, of course, about like the joys of of like farm fresh produce versus grocery store produce and how delicious fresh tomatoes are and all that stuff. And we talked about how fun farmers markets are and how great it is to have local farmers, but really like kind of digging into the deeper questions of like, but actually beyond just like how fun and delicious this is, what is really the goal here? You know, how can we vote with our dollars, you know, in terms of not just the local economy, but also in terms of labor, in terms of environmental uh, sustainability, and in terms of all of these different uh, factors that go into values-based purchasing. So first off, in our second episode, when we asked our guest, what's one vegetable you should try from a farmer's market? She said carrots, which I'm sure they're amazing. Um, (laughs) But for me, the underlying theme of each episode and this just happened, no pun intended, organically, was that (laughs) of community. Um, And it was something that I personally had never thought about. I just thought of farmers markets as, you know, another option, um, something that was a little farther away, sometimes uh, a good value, sometimes a lot more expensive. But the idea of, of spending that money in your community and building up a stronger financial ecosystem in your community as something that was, you know, positive in your life. And that, that gave me something brand new to think about. That's so great because I think that's a great example because you can learn to put a face to the products you're eating. Like instead of it just being something that you're buying from a store, you build those relationships and you help those local businesses, which in, in turn helps your local economy, which is a win-win for all. Yeah. And also the other thing was, I think Hallie, alluded to this a little bit about getting to know the farmer. If you care about how your food is being grown, you can go to a farmer's market and ask the farmer, hey, how is your food being grown? And you'll get the information right from there. Whereas if it's you know, at a grocery store, you can't really ask the clerk, how's this food being grown? Yeah, no, that, that is a wonderful point. I'm, and I'm sure, that, I mean, those, um, those farmers will tell you exactly how it's made. Like they can show you, I'm sure that they do agritourism and will walk you through their farm and show you the processes of all that. And I mean, it's such a wonderful thing because growing up, we really didn't have um, farmer's markets in my whole, in my small town, which we had two stoplights. And so now I'm in a bigger city and I'm realizing how important and how cool farmer's markets are and how you can actually support those, get some great and also some very affordable produce, which usually doesn't have the, you know, that supermarket markup. And so, I mean, it's a win-win for all. So, I mean, are you trying to, are you guys trying to like kind of advocate for people to go to their local farmers markets as much as they can or instead of supermarkets because then they can support their economies and stuff like that? Well, I know Hallie is. <laughs> well, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> I think a lot of what we're trying to do is is just talk about why, why uh, the practitioners find value in it. Like w- what brings you joy about a farmer's market? You know, there's there's a lot of things that don't work at a farmer's market. It's often more expensive. It's less accessible. And we talk about that on the show. Um, like Dad said earlier, like your food and your relationship to your food and how you purchase it is a very re- is it is a very personal decision. Uh, 
and we're we're not trying to dictate anything, but I really like to talk about really the the broader impact, the systems change, and also like what people love about it. Like why do people do this? Why do people devote their lives to it? Because it's amazing and people have such a deep love for it. And so much of the show is really about trying to share that and share that joy. That's cool. That's so good to hear. So all right. One to grow on podcast. I'm I'm looking at your website. It's one to grow on pod.com. Is that right? Correct. So what are your future plans for the podcast? Do you, ha- do you have any series in the work or what are kind of your future goals there? I mean, of course you want to grow to your audience and kind of have, have a bigger impact and learn some things along the way. So what are your goals with the podcast going forward? We're going to keep having fun. We're going to keep making terrible jokes and we're going to keep trying to really dig into how food production impacts the world and us and how we interact with our systems um, and how we buying food can affect change even in a small way. And I will learn how plants use water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like a perfect lesson kind of talking about the xylem and phloem, which are the mechanisms in plants that kind of help with like transporting water. (laughs) So try not to geek out and kind of blow your mind, but that's awesome. I'm so excited for you guys in this show. I mean, I know shows like this are very much needed. yeah, this has been great. I mean, I wish you guys the best of luck. Do you have any like big time episodes or big time guests or interviewers that you're trying to get on your show? We just had a bunch of guests and I don't think we have any anyone uh, lined up or in mind right now. Yeah, uh, we did just have a bunch of guests. I mean, all, all of our guests have been fabulous. Uh, and I'm so honored to have them on the show. I for sure have like a dream list of like my my geeky, uh, like fangirl, uh, you know, agronomists and soil scientists and all that. Most of them are soil scientists. I really love soil. It's <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of like, maybe one day we can do an episode about soil health. I don't know if that would ever be interesting to anyone who doesn't know more than like, the very, very basics about what soil is. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely have those dream big things, but also, I don't know. I just love to have people on who are just really, really excited. If any of your listeners are really excited and, and just love to talk about agriculture, we would love to have them on. Oh, absolutely. I will send them you guys' way. I'm so excited to listen to more and more of your episodes. And Hallie, do you kind of get on to Chris when he calls it dirt instead of soil? Because I feel the same way you do. Don't worry. I very much so, do. <laughs> yeah. Episode two uh, was about soil. Um, and there was this, I don't know, about five minutes of of what is dirt and what is soil and all this. And it still hasn't completely sunk in, oh. but I know they're different. So I'm very careful about the nomenclature. <laughs> That's good. You've learned. That's so good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, soil is one of the most important parts of, of growing food. I mean, you've got to have great soil. And I had a professor at the University of Florida. He looked like Kenny Loggins, like to a T, just like Kenny Loggins. And he had a soils class. And for I don't know how he did it, but he made learning about soil super duper fun. And also he used a beluga whale in almost all of his PowerPoint slides, which kind of made it more interesting, I guess. So (laughs) that was a great time. I had a great time learning about soil. So Hallie, I know how you feel. Soil is super important. And anytime somebody calls it dirt, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's soil. Get it right. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you called it dirt while you were in his class, did he put you in the danger zone? 
Oh, I see what you did there. I, <laughs> luckily, no, he would kind of look at you with like some mean eyes and, and they would go back and say, okay, I'm sorry, soil? Be like, all right, correct. This is soil science class, not dirt science class. So, so there you go. I feel like Hallie has given me those eyes before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, virtually. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm sure if you're not even doing video, if you're just doing an audio interview, I bet you can feel the gaze coming through the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. Every, every episode. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Hallie and Chris, this has been so cool talking with you guys about the One to Grow On podcast. So wantogrowonpod.com. I'm sure you want everybody to listen to your show. I will send as many listeners your way as you can. I'm sure you guys are on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Can't wait to listen to your episodes and see what you guys kind of continue to spread the word about agriculture and food production. And I wish you guys the best of luck and we'll definitely be in touch. We'll have to have you guys on maybe sometime next year in the coming months or something just to kind of check in and see how y'all are doing. That would be so fun. Thank you so much, Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks a lot.